We're grateful that you joined us here today, and we just want to make sure you know that we care about you, and we're, we're listening to whatever feedback you have for us. Uh, please make sure you hit us up at info at forlifeandlegacy.info. Hit, hit us up at info at forlifeandlegacy.info. Because we want to make sure you get some more information and to ensure that you continue to get those things that will benefit you in your life and for your legacy. Today's topic is consistency, how to stay consistent. Uh, there is a thought and it has been said by Alfred Einstein that compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. If one were to understand the eighth wonder of the world, you would know the benefits of compound interest and everything that it could do for you. So let me do this really quick. Compound interest is the great equalizer. Compound interest utilizes momentum. Compound interest can create millionaires from average people. Compounding interest teaches you patience. Compounding interest lets you sleep not a good night. Uh, compound interest is your friend if you're poor. Compound interest teaches and rewards discipline. Compounding interest separates the rich from the broke. Compounding interest can save your kids' generation. All right, so listen, th those are just some of the key things about compound interest. And what does that have to do with consistency? How did you jump from one to the other? Consistency is in and of itself compounding interest. You have to be interested in something consistently over and over and over again. It is the great building block is that every day that you're given is an opportunity to exert your interest, your focus on a specific thing. And the more you do it every day, you, it's like building blocks. For those of you who have played with Legos or had Legos, you know, you start with one Lego and then you put a Lego on top of that Lego. And if you keep building with more Legos and more Legos, soon, soon enough, you'll have a Lego city. As a matter of fact, I believe they have one in Orlando where you can go and see the Lego city. There are, there are people who build Things just by day to day, getting the grind in, hitting it and hitting it hard, making sure that, you know, they leave no hustle. They, they get all the hustle out for that day. And sometimes we look back and we see people and we think that they are, you know, instant millionaires or overnight wonders. But in all actuality, it is based on the law of compounding interest. They've been doing it for so long. It's just that you didn't hear about them. Until one day, what they've been doing for so long has helped them sharpen their sword. And now everybody's looking for them. I think I've said this before. I know I've said this before. You know, people will pay you for what you're capable of doing. People will pay you for what you're capable of doing. And you get paid according to the problems you solve. Well, if you're not solving any great problem, then you're not 
going to receive any great reward. Let alone, if you're not the greatest at solving the great problem, then you definitely won't receive the greatest of reward. What's my point? You become the greatest at solving the great problem consistently because you've been consistent. Herein lies the thread here, or should I say, herein will I pull the thread. The understanding here, I believe there's a scripture in 1 Peter 1 and 14 that tells us, like obedient children, do not comply with the evil urges you used to follow in your ignorance. Here's what consistency asks us to do. It asks us to follow wisdom. It asks us to follow the guidance of wisdom. It asks us to turn a deaf ear to the ignorant voice, to the things we used to do, and form new ways, new patterns, new thought patterns, things that actually prosper us. It is a thing that's probably been telling you to turn the TV off and read a book. It is a thing that's probably been telling you to actually don't eat that thing, eat the other thing. It is that thing, that thing that you know you should do, but you don't do. I think one of the people in the Bible, I think his name was Paul. He said, there's a war in my members. There is a part of me that wants to do good. But even when I want to do good, evil is present with me. So let's get this straight. If you want to be consistent, you should already know that there's already an enemy knocking at the door, trying to get you to pay attention to something that you should be ignorant of trying to get you to go back to some foolish ways, trying to get you to do something that you know you shouldn't do. There is an enemy knocking at the door. And oftentimes, the enemy is an old habit. The enemy is something you've developed over time. Maybe it's been passed down from your mother, your father, I don't know, your great, great aunt. It doesn't matter. Whomever had the influence over you to help you develop a pattern in your life. You've developed this urge. You developed this compulsion. How about this? There is another one that specifically talks about that every competitor must exercise self-control in everything. Uh, the, the, the idea is that if you're going to be an Olympian, if you're going to be somebody who's great, who's going, to, whose name will be called about among the greatest then you're going to have to do something exemplary. You have to do something above and beyond mediocrity. You have to find yourself doing it. Uh, Let's talk about people who are mediocre. Mediocre people are consistently doing nothing or consistently failing, consistently not showing up for work, consistently not keeping their word. They are consistently doing this, which makes them mediocre. However, the, the distance between doing that and actually getting a full focus and a full vision and a full heartbeat of love for what the results will be changes everything. When you begin to run as one person who has certainty in their eyes, when you begin to run or even fight as one who's not beating the air, but how you have an idea of what goal it is you need to hit. How about this? Let me slow down. Here's the thing. If you aim for nothing, you'll hit it every time. So if you don't have the goals, maybe a five-year plan or a 10-year plan, if you don't have those goals, you're going to (laughs) hit it every time, nothing, because you have not aimed for anything. So it is needful for you to understand that you're going to have have to subdue those compulsions and those urges to make them, if you will, subvert and become those things that you cast away so that you can adopt new things. In order for something to live, oftentimes something must die. When it comes to habits, 
In order for something to live, something must die. That's the way change takes place. Something must live so that something, something must die, excuse me, so that something else may live. And we have to kill those old habits. I believe there's one particular text in Romans, the seventh chapter, verse 22, that says, Paul says, I delight in the law of God. In other words, there is a strategy that has been designed to make you grow and prosper based on your gifts, talents, and abilities. But it's found in the law of God. It's found in God's way, God's world, God's way, God's will. If you learn that God's world, God's way, God's will, these things people learn. And when they learn, they fall in love with it. Now, let me tell you this. At this moment, I may not love the process, but I do love the results. And I speak to you because we must be a we must become a lover of God's ways to change. We must become a lover of God's ways. We must see God's ways as a way forward, right? That his will is what's best for us. As a matter of fact, there's another scripture that tells us, I know the thoughts that I have towards you, thoughts of good and not of evil to give you an expected end. So there is a plan. Say that to yourself. There is a plan that God has for me that makes all things good. It is up to me to partner with God and to believe him for the best. I don't care. I know some people used to say, hey, you know, pray for the best, plan for the worst. No, you pray for the best. You believe for the best and know that if anything bad happens, God's already got the rest. That's how you work. You pray for the best, believe for the best. And if anything bad happens, know that God has got the rest. You need to understand that you can rest on God's promises that he will always come through because if it's his plan, then it's not a surprise. He's not surprised by your obstacles. He's not surprised by the things that will try to weigh you down. He's not surprised by the things that you manage to come up with or the, the urges and the compulsions you managed to develop over time before you even knew him as your father. He's not surprised by that. So I say my bell went off that we, we need to move on to the next phase. Here we go. At this moment, just remember this. People will change. And I heard this from author John Maxwell. People will change when they're hurt enough. They have to. People will change when they see enough, they're inspired to. People will change when they learn enough, they want to. And people will change when they receive enough that they're able to. This is important because maybe you don't know enough to complete your change. The the intent then is to be consistent, to be diligent to knock on the door, to ask the right question, to find the right answer, to find the right answer so that you can fill yourself with the knowledge that enables you to change, that gives you the ability. Maybe even while you're, while you're on this journey, you might see enough while you're gaining the knowledge to inspire you to change. Because here's what you don't want. You don't want to change when you're hurt enough that you have to. Because my saying is, you should choose change before change chooses you. See, if you choose to change before change chooses you, you have a lot more options. You have a lot more opportunities. But when change chooses you, you say, what do you mean? Hmm. Let's say, for instance, you've been doing the wrong thing for far too long and you suffer the repercussions of those actions, right? In other words, you have consequences behind those actions. And simply because now you're in a space where, guess what? You've had an issue with your health. Now you don't have the same mobility that you had before, right? Your choices are limited now. 
You have to work your way back to the place of health. But if you had said, hey, you know what? Time out for this. I see. I know enough now that I that, you know what? I, 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 I think I received enough that I'm capable of making the right change. I can make an intelligent decision and change the direction that my life is going in. Or better yet, you, you come to the point where somebody, God forbid, has had some tragic thing happen to them. And you've seen enough. You're like, hey, you know what? I'm inspired to change because I don't want that consequence to impact my life and my legacy. There has to be something. There has to be, even if it comes to the point where you learn enough of God's word that you want to change. You learn enough about God that you say, you know what? I really want to be around him. I want to know his ways. I want to fall in love with the way God does things so that I can see the benefits in my life and in my legacy. That's what the title is, right? Life and legacy. See, how about this? It's, if you, it's important to note that if consistency is not played out in your life, you have to have a, you have to understand this. If a consistency is not played out in your life, it's going to affect your children. Let me show you. Let me show you. Let's say mom says one thing and dad says another. What will the child do? Understand that he or she can use it to their advantage. That's exactly what the child would do. They'll know that mom said one thing, dad said the other, and they will try to use it toward their advantage to get exactly what they want. Why? Because they're children, not adults. They are by nature immature and in need of a consistent message to promote growth. This is true. You have to have a consistent message to promote growth. Otherwise, the child becomes confused or better yet, the child becomes abused, right? The child learns to to, to pit mom and dad against one another because the message is not consistent. So what am I saying? God's message is consistent, that he wants you to do X, Y, and Z. And because you did X, Y, and Z, you will get A, B, C. Uh, the problem is, though, we sometimes question the outcome. First Corinthians fifteen fifty eight says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Uh, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord, it's not in vain. The changes that you're going to go through, they're not in vain. As a matter of fact, Galatians 6 and 9 goes on and says, let us not be weary in well-doing for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. You remember one of those rules about the compounding interest that I talked about? It mentioned that you're going to be disciplined. It mentioned that you're going to be able to see the reward because you are disciplined. I, I believe we talked about the Olympian earlier and the person who is an Olympian, they don't allow their feelings to get in the way. This is what I'm talking about. You, you may not be in love with the process and it may not be, uh, you know, the one thing you want to do is wake up in the morning and do 50 push-ups or 100 push-ups. It may not be something you want to do. But you have to beat your feelings in this objection. You have to beat your mind the way your, your, your compulsions, your urges, you got to beat them back. Because at the end of the day, that, that part of you is immature. It just wants things to be so easy. It just wants things to be, mm, so, so, so not difficult. I, I just want it easy. I just want the thing to be the thing and I just want it to be easy in my life. You know, you got the thing and I just want the thing. So can I just get the thing that you got? And then I'll tell you how they got the thing, which means it took them 
days and years. It took them uh, 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 sacrificing this and that. But you don't want to go through the sacrificing of this and that. You just want the thing, right? Look, if you want the thing, then you got to do what it, they did to get the thing that they got. So I know that the thing can be something that everybody puts on a shelf and makes it the everything that everything's about, right? But here's what you got to understand. At the end of the day, the development is really what you're after. You want that personal development, that professional development. You want to be able to say you sharpen your sword and that you're able when the light shines on you to do what needs to be done because of your gifts, talents, and abilities. You don't want to depend on someone else. And I guarantee you the truth is you really don't want it to be easy because you want to be able to say you paid the price for this. I mean, when's the last time you went to the store and stole a candy bar? I hope you paid for it. I hope you paid for it with your own money because then you can walk out and say, I paid for this. See, you got to get it in your mind that there is nothing worth having that you shouldn't pay for. Right. There's nothing worth having. Even salvation, it may be free, but God paid for it. God paid for it. He paid for it. He knew you needed it. So he paid for it. So I want to say this, that there is going to be a separation from those who say, I just want the thing, but I don't want to go through what it took to get the thing. But here's the thing that I'm telling you. The scriptures tell us in Proverbs 10 and 4, he becomes poor that deals with a slack hand. So you don't want to go through the sacrifice. But he that hath a diligent hand, he becomes rich. How about this? The hand of the diligent shall bear rule, but the slowful shall be under tribute. In other words, you, the person who's diligent, who's making things happen, they're going to be the ones calling the shots. But the person who's slowful, who kind of follows their feelings, in case you don't know where I'm going, the person who follows their feelings and allows their feelings to govern them and dictate what actions they take, they're going to be the ones who's always hearing the person who's diligent, giving the, giving the rules and giving the orders. And that's exactly how life is going to be. And, and it, it actually falls in on itself because then the person who wants to be in charge and wants to have all the things that the person who's diligent has uh, almost becomes, if you will, uh, complacent. And, and maybe get to the point where they get depressed and, and, and then it, it feeds into its own self. And the next thing you know, you know, you really don't have a mindset to ever be in a prosperous place, right? You, you get resentment and things store up in you and you wonder why can't I have it? You gotta pause. Just push that pause button for a second. Put your feelings on the back burner, right? Actually turn the flame off. Don't even let your feelings cook up. Give your mind an opportunity, your spiritual mind an opportunity to focus on forward and allow it to hear from God so that you can get the directions that you need. Because at the end of the day, you need to strategize. And if your feelings are always talking, it's going to speak up and say, but I don't want to do that. You don't have time to listen to child play. You don't have time to listen to the immature thoughts of your feelings. Give yourself an opportunity. Here we go. I'll prove it to you. The thoughts of the diligent tend only to plenteous. Proverbs 21, 5. But of everyone that is hasty, only to want. The immature person is always hasty. I want it right now. I want it right now. Right? You will always be in a state of want because you're going to spend or eat your seed instead of sowing the seed and allowing it to grow. 
I guarantee you everything that you eat that is good took some time to grow. It did not grow overnight. It took some time to grow. Somebody had to go out there and water the field if it didn't fall from the sky. Somebody had to make sure that it was nurtured and make sure that the things that tried to attack it would not come to play, come into play or have its opportunity to, to take away the fruit of the vine. Somebody had to do some work in order for you to eat what you had. So you got to think about it. It takes time to do this. Finally, let's talk about this. The results. Those who work their land will have abundant food, but those who chase fantasies have no sense. I'm just going to put it to your plain. Proverbs 12 and 11 from the NIV, just in case you're thinking I was making it up. That's in the Bible, right? Those who work their land will have abundant food, but those who chase fantasies have no sense. Don't let your feelings cause you to go chase fantasies. Let your mind understand that it must be consistent, that it can't love sleep, because if you love sleep, you will grow poor. Open your eyes and you will have plenty of food. In other words, uh, I know some people don't like the woke culture, but you need to be woke. Matter of fact, that's in Proverbs 20 and 13. Open your eyes. Allow your, your yourself the opportunity to see what God has in front of you, to strategize and envision what God is planning for your life. Allow yourself to just be enveloped by God's word so that it can begin to transform you so you can lay down your own ideas and pick up his because his ideas will promote consistency. Your love for his law will promote you to consistency. The things that you battle, listen, they're not strange. There are always some type of obstacle to try to keep you from being the best that you could be. And oftentimes those obstacles will find friends in your feelings. I'm going to say it again. Those obstacles will find friends in your feelings. A person who's easily offended. If you're offended, it's very difficult for you to move forward because you're so, so much time. You're spending, excuse me, so much time thinking about your offense. And you're not thinking about an offense to get you to the next level. So, yes, I want you to think about that. Get in your mind that, listen, you have the opportunity now to be consistent. Consistency, that means you do it day by day. Listen, what do you mean day by day? That's exactly what I mean. Day by day. You choose one thing and you do it every day. You say, what do you do tomorrow? The same thing. You really only have one day, the day that is before you. So if you got it right today, you get up tomorrow and you do the same thing right the next day. Don't try to say, hey, I'm going to do this for a year because maybe you're not there yet. Just say, I'm going to do this correctly for a day. Tomorrow, I'm going to get up at 6 a.m. Today, today, today. That, that, that day comes and the next day you say, tomorrow, I'm going to get up at 6 a.m. Maybe I'm going to run. Maybe I'm going to read something that would edify my mind and my soul. You're going to do it day by day. It's an iteration. It is, again, as I started off with, compound interest, compounding interest. Boom, boom, boom. Each day. It's almost like how music is built. You know, it's always steady rhythm. Steady rhythm. Day by day. Day by day. Say it to yourself, day by day, just another day, just another day. One more time, 
one more time, one more time, one more time. I'm consistent. And because I'm consistent, I'll be before people who are kings. I'll be before great men. I'll be before great women. I'll be in the presence of people who need to know my name, who need to know what I can do, who can understand my value. Now, get to it. Because what we're talking about today is for your life and your legacy. Until next time, I've run out of time, but we will be back at you. Oh, please remember, hit that like, that share button. Tell somebody, right? Just tell somebody about what you're hearing here. I hope it's blessing you. I believe it is. Until next time, go bless your family and be consistent with the love you share.